0: I don't know about you, but this spring really has felt like one of the wettest in recent memory. Going back even a few months to deep into the winter training, it's been wet and cold for the majority of the days. I don't know why it stands out in the memory, but there are no sunny, warm days that stand in the memory. Maybe it's, you know, built into us, but it has certainly felt like... It's been more wet than it has been dry. And I think that's kind of shown in the evidence of the racing that a lot of Northern Europe has had since the start of the season in late February. For me, I've gone through two skin suits and a couple of shorts that have lost their fluoro yellow and turned into more of a lime green just by virtue of how wet it's been in the racing and considering the races are quite long now you know, four hours long it's uh, quite something to endure the only dry races I've had personally have been in Gabon in Africa, unsurprisingly and the Sicily race which was in the south of Europe in warmer climates and more consistent climates it's also evidence in a lot of regions how wet it has been The southwest of England, for example, has been atrociously wet with some quite serious flooding down there. And more recently in Imola too, at the same time as the Giro d'Italia has been taking place. This year has been slightly different in that it's the first year that I've had clothing from the same company. This year in uh, Bingo, Wallonie, Bruxelles, we've been sponsored by Vermark as they've been for so many years now. And to really have a full set of clothes that complement each other in the gloves, the overshoes, the jersey, the jackets, countless jackets, uh, head scarves, you name it. Every bit of kit to uh, work complementary really keeps that temperature in. And you can vary the clothing day by day with smaller increments of weather changes. And that's really helped in the racing, for example. in. Olympia's tour in Holland every day was atrociously wet and atrociously windy. I can't say atrociously, can I? And it's really been a test of skill to understand when and what clothes to wear. Especially in the racing, especially when your core body temperature rises higher than you might anticipate. You have to really pair the wet weather with the real feel. And the rain and the wind and the wind chill and it all plays factors into what you're wearing it's a really difficult skill to master and there have been a few lessons that I'd like to share with you today the first of which is gloves now gloves are a personal preference a lot of riders like to wear gloves a lot of riders like to not wear gloves given that they often boast about a better feeling of the road and a better connection to the tarmac through the tires and the saddle but when it comes to being wet and cold and you start to put on the neoprene gloves and then as the stage progresses because it is a four-hour stage it might become dry you might start in the slightly earlier morning and it comes to afternoon and it gets a bit warmer your hands typically as cyclists are the first thing that you want to take off you want to be free in the hands you don't want these stocky things on especially to take on and off jackets to eat food It just becomes more cumbersome so the first rule that I kind of have lived by and it was a lesson I learned from Triptique Monte Chateau in 2022 from a lot of the more experienced riders there on continental teams and it was that you put a normal track mitt a nice thin short finger glove under your neoprene so that when you come to take those neoprenes off and in the wet for example you do have a lot of, a, a lot less grip on the bars as your, as your bar tape gets a bit more slimy and a bit more slick so to have that extra glove mitt to get a bit more friction on that bar tape really does help things out so that's the first lesson to put extra mitts under your neoprene gloves so that you can have that extra grip. And then if that temperature does change then again and you find it's too cold, you can put the neoprene back on and you still have quite a lot of temperature in the hands. And in that cold weather, you really do want to feel the brakes, especially when you're going downhill for a long period of time. Like you saw at the Giro d'Italia today, Bruno Amere on the downhill with shaking his hands like it's the first thing to go when you're going that fast at 80 90 k's downhill especially when it's super long like that so to protect your hands in temperatures when it's cold and wet and windy that's the first first thing to guard the next thing really then is the gilet and the rain jacket and you kind of have to pre-plan this Especially on like a mountain days that we're seeing at the Giro. Now I've only completed one mountain day. So this is very fresh. Unexperienced lessons that I'm sharing at this point in time. But you do have to plan ahead. For if you want to get in the Gruppetto. If the day's a bit too hard for you. And you have to get those jackets in your back pocket. Before you get into that Gruppetto. Because once the cars go by cars go by, there's not nothing you can do about it, um, and in a lot of these races, they do have two team cars, but you just never know what's going to happen, so from the bottom of the climb, it's best, I think, to put those gilets in your back pocket, right from the bottom, and carry that extra weight up the climb, so that when you get to the top, you're not stressing, like I did, to source and resource various Bits and bobs from different director sportifs just to keep the wind off the chest. Now, in the bottom in the valleys, it could be 20 degrees, and as we were seeing at the Giro, it could be you know four to zero to four degrees at the top of the mountain with a 20k downhill afterwards. So, you could go from 20 degrees in the valley with no underbest and being very comfortable to being utterly frozen to the core by the top of the climb and that's really the thing that you have to prepare for with the gilet and the raincoat maybe yeah th- those two will normally get you down the other side but if if for whatever reason for uh, you you make a mistake and you don't do that like i did for my very first mountain stage don't be afraid to go to the cars or the uh, swaneurs at the side of the road and ask for a newspaper ask for a plastic bag because it really can save the chest and keep that cold off the chest which the gloves is for a sustained period of time but that paper for the downhill will get you down Uh, no matter how cold your arms and legs and hands are you're going to get down there fairly quick sharpish in maybe you know 10-15 minutes if it's a fairly long descent um but yeah, the the chest is the best thing to guard on mountain stages like that where you're coming from, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 meters elevation down to back to sea level. And in addition to that, when you get to the top, you don't want to put that gilet on over the top because then you're just not going to get it on, especially if you've got a very technical and wet descent as we're talking about wet weather. You have to put that on you have to preempt it really you have to put that on before the top of the climb Um, so as you get into the top no one's going to attack especially in the groupetto and as you see at the Giro it's the best thing to learn they're all putting their jackets on 2Ks, 1Ks from the top of the climb Um, and it's that's the best way to do it so you're well prepared you're rested, you're calm Uh, well not rested you've been going uphill for the better part of 40 minutes to an hour but you're really prepared for that descent without any stress come the top of the climb in the peloton they put two, their jackets on maybe 2k I saw Garrett Thomas putting his 2ks on from the top of the climb but there's also a risk to that depending how warm it actually is before the downhill um, but if it is that warm it shouldn't be a problem uh, you're generally feeling get a feeling of being cold by that point anyway but if you put it on too early and then attacking starts you run the risk of your core body temperature running higher and therefore starting to sweat underneath the jacket at which point you're negating some of the effects by getting more of a wind chill on the head as that sweat getting carried away is what brings the core body temperature down anyway so and all of these guys in the pro peloton are running core body temperature sensors uh, on, on their heart rate uh, strap and connecting it to their head units on the front of the bike. So they really know what window they're working in, uh, which is just helping them be more efficient and effective at calculating all of that. There are a few temperature rules as well that you've heard a lot of people in British cycling run by, you know, 20 degrees, you've got to be in leg warmers. Italians always coming, you can always tell someone who's been to Italy, for example, by coming back to somewhere that's 20 degrees and wearing wearing leg warmers again. These are just general rules of thumb that have have been around for quite some time in the Pro Peloton, in the, in the Peloton as a rider. So for me i would generally look at 18 degrees and sun as the time to take your leg warmers off because in england realistically we don't actually get that much 18 plus temperatures as we're currently seeing this year it's nearly june and we've had less than a week of that temperature if that with sun um and if it's not so sunny and it's a bit cloudy like the general british day then leg warmers until about 20 degrees is is my rule of thumb um In addition to that, there are some rules for hands and hands out in in training because the majority of riders I know don't wear gloves during training sessions. Um, but that's personal preference. You know, you could see some riders going minus five, zero, five, ten, some yeah, some go all the way up to ten, which for me, I just can't comprehend that. But at the zero, it's a very difficult stage race. Anyway, for the better part, but the weather they're experiencing right now is really testing every single rider. And you see them making mistakes, and you really, really try and notice those mistakes so that when you get there yourself, you can deal with them, and you can plan ahead, and you can be well prepared. Um, like you saw, Amari. Attacking for the KOM jersey to prevent David Bies from taking it off Thibaut Pinot. But as a result of that, he didn't put his jacket on before the downhill. He then got cold because his jacket was unzipped for the majority of that downhill. And as Jens Voigt said, was a better part of 80 average for downhill in wet, cold, 4 degrees less than temperatures but it's really one that you really find yourself in and it's really challenging conditions um, and you really know how your body works. So it's a good test and even though it's a very difficult race to predict and control, um, it's a really good one to watch uh, for the better part. So best of luck to all those riders and this is a little note for wet weather riding and I wanna know how you've been dealing with it this spring. What races have you experienced that have been the most difficult and difficult wet weather conditions or weather conditions in general? Has it been freezing? Has it been cold? Has it been windy? Has it been wet? What have you experienced that's your most memorable difficult weather condition to ride in? Let me know and in this episode I've talked about the team's sponsor vermark clothing which in my opinion at the moment is it's one of the best clothes i've been in the chamois super comfortable and like i said there's so many clothes on offer for every single weather condition that you can combine and change for all those micro differences in ones or two degrees throughout the spring period and also there's core body temperature which is becoming more and more common within the pro peloton on the heart rate straps to make sure and link to your head unit to calculate and measure your core body temperature at critical moments so you can understand and plan and adapt whilst on the move if you'd like to if you're intrigued and want to learn more i've linked both the websites and instagram pages in the description down below thank you very much for listening to this episode and uh, i'll see you next week